Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. I, I don't think that we always understand the extent that Jesus went uh, to purchase our redemption. You know, sometimes we just know that he died. But it wasn't something like um, an instant death, and it just stopped there. I want to take time out to share with you the extent that Jesus went for you. Yes, for us, but also for you, because this also gets personal because if you were the only person that was living in the world, Jesus would still walk up to Golgotha and die for you. The extent was just amazing. Jesus in the moments leading up to his crucifixion was in the garden of Gethsemane. And he felt the agony of death coming on. As the human part of him came face to face with what was about to happen. He said, Father, if it is any at all possible, let this cup pass. That's the human part of him relating to what was about to take place. But he, I'm glad when he said, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. In other words, man, I will go the full way for your will, and I know your will is to redeem mankind. All of us have friends, people in our lives that has made sacrifices for us, that has done things for us. But I submit to you this morning that none of them has gone the extent that Jesus went for you. He went all the way. You know, there are many leaders, people that are worshipped all over the world, claim to have founded um, major religions in the world, and all of that, the, 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 the Buddhists, you have um, Islam, you have all kinds of religions. But I want you to know this morning that the only leader that voluntarily died for his followers, his followers, was Jesus. He's the only leader, no other leader in history voluntarily died for his followers. It's not like they took his life so much. In fact, the scripture said, I, he said, I laid down my life. They never took it. I laid down my life for my people. The Bible says in John 15 verse 13, he said, Greater love hath no man than this, than for a man to lay his life down for his friend. You are his friend 
and he laid down his life for you so that you could have life and have life eternal. You cannot afford to waste such an opportunity. You know, if one does not die by natural causes, then they can die by an accident. But if it's not natural cause or accident, then it is going to be classified as homicide or suicide. Jesus could not commit suicide to give his life for you because it would not uh, be credible. It, it, it would go against the grain of the kingdom of God and the foundations of the kingdom and what God himself is about, what Jesus himself is about. He's pro-life. He doesn't take life. He gives life. So he couldn't commit suicide. That is why it had to be homicide. He allowed them to kill him. Or they killed him with his permission. Because we all know that he could have called 10,000 angels. He had the ability to do that. But he chose instead to lay his life down for you and I. That's the extent that Jesus went for us, allowing his life to be sacrificed. And I'm telling you, all of you watching, I, I love you. I love people. That's just a part of my life. I, I love people, but I honestly don't know if I could die for you. But Jesus proved that he loved to the point where he could sacrifice his life. What an awesome God we serve. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We're talking about the extent that Jesus win for us on this Good Friday morning that we celebrate the redemptive work. I was thinking earlier this morning about the original Good Friday. I don't know if Jesus slept the Thursday night, but just imagine that Friday morning you wake up or at least you get ready and all those soldiers, they have you in tied up with ropes and all that kind of stuff and oh, you're going through the pace. It's not like a sudden death. You're going through all of that and at the end you're not going through, you're not going through it for yourself because Jesus never needed redemption. He was going through it for you. He bled and died, the song said, to buy my pardon. He went uh, the extent of the journey so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Earlier, during the reading of the scripture, 
I think it was Olivia that read a part that talked about how they gave him, gave Jesus gall with Isop. Well, just in case you didn't know, that was the painkiller of the day. That was what caused the pain to subside. We have all kinds of different things today, ibuprofen and all kinds of stuff for, we use for painkiller. But that gall with hyssop was the painkiller in that time. And they gave Jesus that to, to drink so that it would subside the pain. But it's interesting that Jesus, the Bible said he tasted and refused it. Wow, what is that about? Well, you see, if he had not refused it, he could not credibly say that he bore your pain because it would have caused the pain to go away. You see everything in the scripture would line up, but he refused to take that painkiller so that he could feel your pain. So he could carry your pain and that the prophet Isaiah could have been credible in the end to say he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. That's the extent to which Jesus uh, went for you. Refused to take a painkiller so that he could bear your pain. And the Bible says in Hebrews that we have a great high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities because he bore our pain and carried our sorrows. Awesome God, who is like the Lord? How could you ever think about serving any other God? How could you ever think about not serving God? How could you Think about not honoring the restoration in the body that happened in your life today when you uh, see the extent that Jesus went for you. I want to read a few verses out of Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53, very uh, precious scripture there. And I just want to remind you that Isaiah prophesied some 740 years before Messiah came. God spoke into his heart. People might think, oh, that's not going to happen again, but God knows how to do his thing. It says in verse, verse 1, we're going to read from verse 1 to about um, verse number 6. Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. And, and I, that's a message by itself right there, a root out of a dry ground. You know that roots don't generally grow out of a dry ground, but that's the awesomeness of the God that we serve. Root out of a dry ground. That's why you don't have grass and all those kind of stuff in deserts. They're dry ground. But Isaiah said, he will come as a root. He shall grow as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire of him. 
he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So Isaiah is saying that although he bore your grief, took your pain, did not indulge in the painkiller, but bore your pain. Yet, Isaiah is saying, hey, he's despised and rejected of men. And we see that before us. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. We're not going to let that happen in our lives. Look at verse 4. It says, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He did not abort the pain of carrying your grief. Surely he hath borne our griefs. Every one of you that is listening to me this morning, all of your relatives and all of the seven and a half billion of us that live in the world today, he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Awesome God. Yet we did esteem him straight. of God he didn't have any sin of his own he was wounded for all transgression how many people you find making that kind of sacrifice. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. So he was chastised, he was beaten, he was whipped. Not for, for, for his peace, because he's the prince of peace. Remember, if there's anyone who is peace, it is Jesus. Remember, storm was on the sea, and in the middle of the storm, uh, the disciples were getting concerned and everything. Jesus was in the back of the boat sleeping. He's the prince of peace. He has such peace that is just phenomenal. So the chastisement of all peace, the chastisement of all peace was upon him. It was for our peace so we can have peace. That means you should walk in peace. You know, there is peace, there is the peace of God and there is peace with God. Some of you might have the peace uh, a peace with God. Peace with God is when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. You have peace with God. You're settled with him in terms of eternal securities. But then the peace of God is something else. That's a fruit of the spirit that we have to work on. And that's what the devil tried to rob you of all the time. 
But today, I am saying the chastisement of both our peace with God and peace of God was upon him. He paid the price so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Let's talk a little bit about surely he hath borne uh, about the transgressions. You know, sin caused death. Man caused sin. If you look at it in Genesis, it was really sin that caused death. And when I talk about death, I'm talking about both spiritual death and physical death. All right? Spiritual death, of course, is separation from God. And you know what physical death death is, is when the spirit departs from the body. Sin caused both spiritual death and physical death. Man caused sin by disobeying God. Man uh, disobeyed God and, and caused sin to be active in the earth and the sin caused the death. And then it was the devil that caused man to sin so when jesus came he had to deal with all of those on our behalf in other words he had to deal with the sin problem he had to deal with death so that death would not have a strangled hold on us or that sin would not continue to dominate our lives remember we looked at um, in a previous session that the law, Paul said, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So he conquered sin and death. He had to deal with those. He also had to deal with man who caused the sin. Hence our redemption. And he had to deal with the devil that caused man to sin. He won victory over sin and the grave and conquered Satan. Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead. Now I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and of death. He won the victory on our uh, behalf. Behalf. So um, here is what I'm getting to. Uh, though that sin definitely caused death sin will cause the presence of the Lord to depart from your life sin will cause the spirit of the Lord to depart from you sin will cause physical death um, the Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 23 that the wages of sin is death so when Jesus was to die for us there was a little problem there because sin is what caused death. So if he had no sin, he couldn't die. If there is no sin, they, there can be no death. The only reason why we will die in this life is because sin entered the world. Because man was created to live in eternity. And guess what? 
God has repaired that because you see, when we transition from this life as believers into the next life, then there will be no more sin and there will be no more death as a result of it. Because where there is no sin, there can be no death. So Jesus had no sins of his own. So he could not die. So what happened? I want to read from Isaiah again. I'll just quote it. We read it in Isaiah 53. The Bible said that the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. I'm talking about the extent that Jesus went for you. He had no sin, but in order to die for you, he had to take on something that was against his nature, that wasn't a part of him. He took on the sins. The Bible said the Lord laid on him the sins of us all so that he could die for us. What an awesome God we serve. That is why when John saw Jesus coming one time, John the Baptist, John said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And that is why he wants us to stay free from sin, because sin will produce death and death on different levels in your life. And he's saying, although sin caused death, here's what I've done. I have taken care of sin. In other words, I, don't just, I didn't just take your sins, but I nailed them. They were left at the cross, and I've made provision that any moment of slip-up you have as it relates to sin, you can ask me to forgive you of your sins so that you can continue to walk in righteousness. That is why he's the only one that can forgive sins. Because he took our sins and nailed them to the cross. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Death is powerless where sin does not exist. And so... My brothers and sisters, we want to come out of this Good Friday service with the takeaway that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's why that song that was sung earlier in the prison worship is such a powerful song. Death could not hold, couldn't hold Jesus. He rose triumphantly from the dead. And God wants you to um, walk in victory in your life in such a way that you can demonstrate his power and his forgiveness in your life day by day. Again, you, you're coming out of this day knowing and believing that the price for every sin that you have ever committed and will ever commit has already been paid for. 
because Jesus is not going back to the cross to, to, to die for no more sins, you know. He's paid the price for sin once and for all. So you have the ability to have victory over sin. Let me close with uh, this, this little shocker for you. Uh, feel free to call me. We'll discuss it after um, if, if you don't totally get what I'm saying here. You know, the reason why man will die and go to hell is not because of the sins that he has committed. Because the price for sin is already paid. Every sin that you and all seven and a half billion of us in the world has ever committed and will commit has already been paid for. The reason why people will die and go to hell is because they reject Jesus who is the remedy for the sins. You reject Jesus who is the remedy for the sins. Because Jesus paid the price for your sins and he wants you to understand that if you don't receive him, as Lord and Savior, you can't take care of sins. In fact, did you realize that there is nowhere in the Bible, in the New Testament, absolutely nowhere that says that you have to confess your sins in order to get saved? No. Start reading again. Nowhere at all. In order to get saved, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life because Jesus is the remedy for your sins. You confess him who is the Savior. I hear somebody saying, well, well, what about that scripture that says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, 1 John 1 verse 9. Glad you asked that question. Let's, let's um, to speak to it. Notice what the scripture says again. First of all, if you look at the beginning of the book, John was not writing to sinners. John was writing to believers. He's not talking about salvation. Then in the particular verse, he said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to forgive us and to... Um, not to save us, you know, but to forgive us. And then here's the clincher, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, follow me carefully. Before you can have unrighteousness, you first of all have to have righteousness in the first place. The only way that someone can become unrighteous is that they were first of all righteous and they get the righteousness dirty and it becomes unrighteousness. A sinner, somebody who has never received the Lord as Savior, cannot be unrighteous. They're sinners. So he said, he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. In fact, in other words, he will restore you. It's not talking about salvation. It's talking about being restored into the body. All I'm trying to say to you today is, God sent Jesus to go the full extent for you, and we cannot turn our backs. On that. I thank you so much. We thank you so much for joining us today. 
God bless you and ensure you have a great day.